David Cooper is going to be here coming up in about 15 minutes' time. It's uh, some of the most fun I have on the uh, radio these days uh, with David Cooper. And uh, I've just received note from our producer, Tony, that David has decided that working one day this week is way too much. And he's going to take a break Wednesday and Thursday as he has uh, decided he's going to celebrate American Thanksgiving. I, uh, you know, I get killed for this every time I uh, say it, but I think we should move our Thanksgiving to the Christmas, to the, uh, the better Thanksgiving. That's what I'll say. I'm Jim Richards. This is News Talk Tonight with Jim Richards okay. on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Everything needs to be different, huh? We need to have a Canadian Easter. We need to have a Canadian Christmas. We have a Canadian Canada Day. <laughs> I was going to say a Canadian uh, Independence Day, just to make people really angry. Um, the one thing that I do think that we do a better job than the Americans on is, I think they call it Veterans Day or Memorial Day. And we, of course, call it uh, Remembrance Day. It's we, we actually do a much better day, despite the fact that when we have Remembrance Day each and every year, and maybe rightfully so, we always get mad at the kids today because they might not know enough about the uh, Second World War or the First World War or any number of things that really defined a young country coming of age and the sacrifices made by people who were teenagers. But um, I think I've said this before that whenever anybody wants to get mad at like the kids today, I always think it's like the grownups today. Any behavior of the kids today, it's the grownups today that allowed it and taught the kids. No, I mean sometimes the gener sometimes the tools of a generation like being. Uh, I mean I'm like I'm. Well, how old am I? I'm I'm 43. Why are people laughing? I'm, but as a 43-year-old, I'm probably <laughs> on my phone just as much as anybody else is. But, you know, they might be on TikTok. I'm on the National Post. Uh, or I'm on the Globe and Mail. Or I'm on the Toronto Star. Or I'm on the Gazette. Or, you know what? Let me do that again. I'm on CTV Toronto. I'm on CTV Ottawa. I'm on CTV Montreal, CTV Windsor. But I'm on my phone all the time. And I've got a desktop and a laptop, and I used to have an iPad. Uh, but I don't use my iPad. I don't use any of that stuff. I use my phone. Anyways, this, uh, you know what? I'm bored. I wish we could do the whole show where I could check out every time I'm bored on a certain topic. I'm bored. It's time for a segment called Notes from Neighbors. What are the notes the neighbors have left you? It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I'm thinking about writing my neighbor a note about the fact that I hate with a passion. Hate. H number eight. I think that's how you spell it. H eight. I hate my neighbor's wind chimes. There has been a part of me when I get home late at night, I'm like, should I put a balaclava on and should I go to their front patio and should I clip off their uh, wind chimes? I really, I've thought about doing that. Like just 
ripping those wind chimes off so I don't have to listen to them ever again. I had a school across the street from me, and I didn't think anything would be louder than recess, which is just screaming. I've said this before, when I first moved into my home and when recess was going on, I would honestly think I needed to call the cops because it's just screaming. It's just kids screaming. And I'm like, is somebody being tortured across the street? And I'd look and you don't hear, you don't see anybody not having fun. But why there is just one kid just screaming, like nutty screaming. And I'm like looking carefully. Are they, are they, are they torturing some poor kid over there? But I don't know, like I've thought about a note that I would leave my neighbor that just would say, you know what, uh, many people are not in the same magical, mystical world that your wind chimes represent. And for me, when I'm trying to sleep in, like today it was like super windy. And I went to bed at three o'clock because I don't get home till midnight and I relax and I unwind and do whatever the hell I'm doing. And uh, I hear this like wind chimes going crazy. I hate them. I absolutely, my mom had them too. And she's like, oh, it reminds me of how I grew up. Did you know your grandmother had uh, wind chimes? I was like, no, grandma has, I don't like going to grandma's house either because she has a grandfather clock. Thank God nobody has grandfather clocks any longer. I think I would have to explain a grandfather clock to a kid. You know what a grandfather clock is, Anthony? You do? Oh, man, they're a pain in the ass. Like like every hour on top of the hour, like I got to listen to like these chimes and I get to sleep. I'm like, oh, who sleeps on the... I'm sleeping on the pull-out couch in the living room of my grandparents' house. And uh, isn't it so, doesn't it remind you of good old days my mom's telling me? I was like, no, it reminds me of when I can't sleep at grandma's house. The same with the wind chimes, for the love of God, get, they should be illegal. They honestly should. Like there should be municipal bylaws against wind chimes. But I don't know what the note to my neighbor would be for that, but I would, I wish to uh, write one. Notes from Neighbors is the segment. Let's start reading. Do you want to read one in a second, Tony? Here's one. Hi, my name is blank. I've blocked it out. Let's, okay, let me read it again. Hey, my name's Larry. And I'm in the room next door to y'all. And I hear everything you guys talk about. Last, last night, I was dying of laughter when you were talking about male members. Thank you for making my day. I don't know that I would have to write that note if my neighbor was listening and could hear everything. By the way, like hang some carpets or not hang some carpets, get some carpets that absorb some noise or some curtains that are heavy that absorb noise because it is a pain in the butt when you can hear everything and you got hardwood. No pun intended. What do you have, Tony, from Notes from Neighbors? Dear whoever stole my Amazon package, I can understand your need for 30 rolls of toilet paper, considering you are such a huge a-hole. Enjoy your friendly neighbor. Interesting. Here's one uh, notes from neighbors segment. I understand that you're half giant, but could you please try not to, could, but okay, I understand you're half giant. But could you, okay, what's the name of the giant dude in, um, is it Hagrid? From, okay, so it's Dear Hagrid. I understand that you're half giant. 
Could you please try to be a little more mindful and light-footed? P.S. If you're not Hagrid, stop effing stomping around. It's peeving me off. Sincerely, Harry Potter, apartment under the stairs. Okay, so that person is in an apartment. Do you have another one, Tony, that you wanted sure to ring? Hello. We hope your exorcism was successful last night. We do ask, as a courtesy to us and the other neighbors on this floor, that you limit expelling demons to Friday and Saturday nights. Thank you in advance, your neighbor. This is the best note, and baby, and I would not uh, endorse this. Hi, I had to siphon the gas out of your car at 3 a.m. Gas stations here are closed. Sorry for the inconvenience. Here's $10 cash. Sorry and thank you, some random neighbor. That's a good one. I once stole, no, that's not true because I returned it. I was on the air at this radio station in Toronto and an old lady called up and she was like, I'm snowed in and I can't get out. And I asked her what her address was and I went after work and I shoveled her driveway and I shoveled her walkway, but I found a shovel in front of a convenience store and I stole it, but then I returned it and I left a note saying, hey, I borrowed your shovel. I'll bring it back as soon as I'm done. And that, ladies and gentlemen, unless you have one more, Tony, I don't think so. Dear second floor, we can see you shagging. Oh, that's it? Beautiful. In a window. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. All right. Notes from neighbors. Thank you. Uh, David Cooper is next for his sole appearance on the show this week. Stay in your car, in the driveway, radio show, Jim Richards on the iHeartRadio Talk Network. I, uh, moments ago, no, about an hour ago, I was raging in a commercial break about, about what I thought like a policy was around here, about an ad blocker blocking all of these news stories during breaking news. I'm trying to do research. Like this ad blocker, how am I supposed to read news? But I thought it was like, a, hey, let's put the ad blocker on the company computers. It turns out it was just a settings and it was me probably accidentally hitting the wrong button. And so uh, Anthony comes in here, uh, uh, touches one button and says there. And I was like, there what, Anthony? And he's like, there's no more ad blocker. And I'm like, what? And he's like, okay, it's right. That's why I'm the computer guy around here at Bell. Uh, computer guy. David Cooper joins us right now. He knows a thing or two about uh, computers. David? Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep. I'm a computer. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good, thank you very much. At what time in your life did you say, hey, you know what? I could learn this steel guitar to impress the chicks or coding. Maybe it's going to be coding. Uh... At what time did I do either of these things? Didn't you? I thought you got it. Didn't you have to be a good coder to get the jobs that you've had in Silicon Valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't understand how the I didn't understand the question. I guess so I uh, heard the words, was, but I didn't understand the question. What worked better for you, meeting the ladies, coding or picking up the guitar? 
probably coding because it meant I had I was an adult with a job and could go to restaurants and travel. Uh, the guitar, you know, living in the parents' basement, I think, is the general aspirations of most guitar players. Were you, by the way, do you know anything or have you been following? Do you think it's interesting? We just did an interview about a half an hour ago uh, about this open AI situation with this uh, Sam Altman guy. Have you been following that? Is it uh, or is uh, all the Silicon Valley in the rearview mirror since he left? It is in the rearview mirror, but for whatever reason, and the reason is my girlfriend's still in that world, she's fascinated by it. She thinks it's Game of Thrones, but with robots in real life. It is kind of interesting, no? Are you up to date on it, or...? Yeah, they ousted him, then they went back on it, and it was all secretive. They told the board members a few seconds before the board meeting, and that, because maybe he was doing on something unscrupulous, but we don't know what. How much of what I just said is correct? Uh, well, a lot of it, uh, but that, uh, I don't know, the whole thing's fascinating to me that, that uh, Microsoft is propping up OpenAI, and yet he goes to Microsoft, and I'm like, okay, how is that working? And that 700 of the employees want to cross the street and go to Microsoft with this guy, and they're threatening that they're going to leave. I don't know. It's a whole mess. Okay. Oh, I see. Because they're like a wholly owned sub subsidiary, so isn't that just going to the well, same the company? Well, they're the biggest investor, yeah. I mean, these are yeah. all things that I'm acting like outrage that you don't know that I learned two minutes ago. I think uh, I'm incorrect okay. about this. Yeah. So Go you have uh, decided how much, how in, how long have you been in the United States living there? Uh, since 2012. So just over 11 years, Jim. Yeah, but those are like important years though, right? I mean, yeah. you're yeah. what, 37, 38 now? 37 and I was a pretty late bloomer. I was kind of a loser until, I, well, I'm still a loser, but I just, I wasn't, sure. okay. so I wasn't individuated until I was about 25, I'd say. So you've been there over 10 years. Yeah, over a decade. And you've kind of become an adult while you're there. In a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And how much of the American Thanksgiving have you absorbed uh, and are you like really into it? I am not into the whole backstory of it. I couldn't really be bothered with that. But I do like, especially as a foreign national, especially as a foreigner with really no American family, so no traditional Thanksgiving to go to, I've embraced the Friendsgiving, Jim, and I do make a big deal of it. So you uh, you feel like, so, okay, what are you guys doing? Are you guys doing something in New York or are you going back to San Francisco? I am throwing a do that was supposed to be six people, and then somehow a balloon to eight. Somehow that was made it to 10. And now I'm hosting 12 people at my apartment. My table only seats eight, Jim. Are you, uh, these are all people from around uh, America who can't afford or don't have time to go back home? Uh, some, some are two people coming in from Canada. One person coming in from England. Really mixed bag here, Jim. Oh, Tony Five is coming? Yeah, others are other immigrants who came to the U.S. or don't have anywhere else to be. Uh, yeah, Tony Five is coming and my brother's coming. It's going to be quite the do and I'm making duck as I make every year. That sounds like it'll be a great time. Yeah, I just cooking for 12 people is no small feat. No, cooking for 12 people is, uh, but what will people sit on the couch and eat or what will happen? 
Well, I have a leaf on the table, so that'll get us, I think, to 10. So I kind of over-exaggerated when I said my table sits 8. And I think with a table that can see 10, you can squeeze 12, right? Yeah. Uh, how many apartments in New York City could accommodate 12 people? Well, that's my girlfriend's concern. She's like, when we're not all squeezed at the table, where are we going to be? Like, there's not enough seating. People are going to have to stay seated at the table because my couch sitting area probably only squeezes 7 or 8. Okay, so you, well, you'll have people, and, and do you have to move the uh, dining table into the couch sitting area? It's just one big room. Like I got it. It's a living dining room. So no. So so people can be on the couch and be at the uh, the dining table. Correct. Yeah, there, I think there'll be enough space. It'll just be cramped. There is only one bathroom though, so that yeah. should be fun. And this is Thursday. This is Thursday, yeah. America so people pretty much in America, they write off the Wednesday because they're all traveling to be somewhere Thursday, or are they doing that traveling early on Thursday? Yeah, I think people start traveling like Wednesday night, if that was the question. It is. Uh, I just, I guess my fascination is uh, a lot of people probably blow off the entire week, but it just seems like a lot of like traveling across America if yeah. you're not blowing off the entire week or not blowing off Wednesday to then get on a plane or get on your long car trip on Sunday to be back at work on Monday, it just seems like a lot of work. It is. I don't know why they don't have it on a Friday because then you got to like take the whole two days and Americans don't get a lot of vacation. And to make matters worse, Christmas is a month away. So you're doing your two big pilgrimages home, if you will, where you have to book a flight and travel's busy and it's a pain in the you know what. And it's just a month apart. And then I think most Americans go all other 10 months not seeing their family. I think the Canadians do it right, doing it in October, not just squeezing it all in a two-month period. I wonder, well, I don't know about that. I, 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 I would adopt the American thing in a second if people didn't go crazy and want to kick me out of the country. Uh, <laughs> we have, we have uh, Canadian Christmas. We have Canadian Easter. We have Canadian Independence Day on July the 1st. Mm -hmm. So why not the same as an American on um, on Thanksgiving? That's what well, I would say. Well, July the 1st and July the 4th are different days, but no, they are very not. close. So I'll, I'll give you that. I'm just trying to anger the text board to see what I okay. can uh, come up with. Jim's not a real Canadian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, what is your sense which is bigger in America, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Oh, I'd say Christmas. Isn't that the great religious holiday where we worship the capitalist gods and just spend uh, more money than we have? Yeah. Uh, in hopes of, of having a Coca-Cola now at uh, Christmas. Yeah. I, I'm not. A, yeah. Uh, this year, I'm disappointing everybody. No, no gifts, just uh, a donation to the uh, food bank on their behalf. That's very. What about the human fund? Like in Seinfeld, the human fund, <laughs> the foundation for the betterment of Jim Richards. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, well, that is a better idea that I'm just keeping all the money because everybody has uh, tough times right now. So uh, you're, the money that was allotted to you is now in a better place for the Foundation for the Betterment of Jim Richards. That, exactly. Your charity is registered at TD Bank and the account numbers are also your personal account. Yeah. Uh, have you ever, I think you've told us this story. We were just reading notes from neighbors like, hey, you're making too much noise, but you make it anonymous so people don't know. Oh, yeah. When I was in my parents' condo, I wanted to uh, write the neighbors a note because they go to work and their dog is just nuts all day long, just like barking nonstop. And I wanted to slip them a note, but my mom and dad wouldn't let me. Anyway, uh, have you ever written a note or received a note from a neighbor? Um, 
yeah, like that I was too loud kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a neighbor who didn't want me having conversations in my bedroom once, and he wrote me a really long email. I was like, I'm going to be having conversations in my bedroom. I'm sorry, brother. It's not my fault that the floors are thin. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That was yeah. the only thing he was complaining about that was going on in the bedroom? Yeah. He'd email me at 10 p.m. saying, Could, uh, we're just having pillow talk. My girlfriend and I would say, go to the front of the home and have your conversation there. I'm like, no, I ain't doing that. Yeah, okay. All right, David Cooper is with us. This is the iHeart Talk Radio Network. You're listening to a live recording of the News Talk Tonight podcast with Jim Richards on the iHeart Radio Talk Network. Right now. On the iHeartTalk Radio Network, details on the breaking news story that we brought you about an hour ago. Israel's cabinet has approved a ceasefire with Hamas that includes the release of about 50 hostages. About 240 hostages were taken. That is believed to be in exchange for 150 Palestinian prisoners, teenagers and women that we will see start to happen about 24 hours after all parties agree to this. And it is supposed to start to initiate a four-day truce. More details on this coming up at the top of the hour with the CTV National News or on ctvnews.com. I'm Jim Richards. David Cooper is with us. Are you uh, hosting any of these people like sleeping over? Uh, I will starting Monday. One friend I told had to get, uh, I have two friends visiting me from Toronto. One, I'm like, I can't put you up until well after Thanksgiving. Uh, so no and then yes. No and then yes. And what yeah. is the hesitation to not allow them to be there for Thanksgiving because it's just too much of a hassle? Well, it's that. It's the huge amount of cooking that I've got to do. And then the fact that my brother and my friend Tony are visiting. So it's like I got all these people coming in from out of town. I can't have one at my house. That'll be just too It's too much. Too much, Jim. Too much. All right. Too much. We do not want too much. No. David, one third of couples, they schedule sex. In fact, um, never mind. Uh, do you... <laughs> If you don't mind, I was going to make a joke about me leaving myself a note when I get home. Um, <laughs> Do you schedule it with yourself, Jim? <laughs> yeah, that's my, well, it was my joke, but I thought that was too crude and did too not crass, need to yeah. paint that you, picture for yeah. any poor souls out there. But yeah. thank you for completing it for me. Now I feel like a complete loser. All right. One third of couples uh, sometimes schedule their romps. I would think if you're busy. Yeah. Sometimes you're too busy to get busy. Look, well, there's good parts about being an adult, you know. Uh, I was explaining the various different brokerage accounts to a friend in front of his teenager the other day, and she's like, is this what I have to look forward to when I'm an adult? <laughs> I'm like, you know, there are downsides. There are downsides. Yeah. One of them is scheduling sex. But you... there are upsides, which is that, like, you're more, you know, you can make your own decisions. No one's calling the shots for you. This is a downside, though, Jim. This is a downside. And I've done it. 1,000 people surveyed found 36% sometimes scheduled their lovemaking. And 26% who work from home have gotten it during work. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, again, benefits to being an adult. Uh, if you're working from home, it's still work, but there are benefits. So, yeah, I've done both of these things. Couples who and, schedule were more likely to stay, say that they're happy in their relationship overall and happy with their levels of intimacy. Do you, are you still uh, scheduling as we speak? Not Like, not right now, you're in the middle of scheduling, but no. you don't have to do that any longer. But when you were working overnights... Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still do because she's got a busy schedule, but I would say one in 10 romps, as you said it, your word, not mine, uh, would be scheduled. It's not like everything is scheduled on the calendar. Our sex life is not managed by Google Calendar, if that's what you're asking. Uh, it is kind of what I'm asking. Also, romps is in the article. It's not my word, as you say, as if I have rights to it, that I would <laughs> sue somebody if I ever sure. heard them using it. Like Michael Buffer, for uh, who sues people if you use Let's Get Ready to Rumble. I do remember working at a sports station a while ago, more than 20 years. Uh, and we somebody had used Let's Get Ready to Rumble. And the next thing we know, we got a cease and desist because uh, wow. Michael Buffer uh, has people like in every market or I don't know. They, they knew that we were using it as an intro to a segment. So you can't wow. use that. I wonder if I can use it in the parlance of what I just said. But hopefully nobody out there has romps. I had no idea that, uh, well, no, we're talking about it being trademarked. I think that's fine. It's if we used it in that, you know, con I didn't know idea that was trademarked. So I can't say that as a broadcaster well, without the risk of being sued. I think you can use it. You can't use a clip of him introducing a segment. Ah, I see. I yeah. see. Well, well, that tracks. I mean, it's his voice and everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Perfect sense. Tony, can you get a game ready? Because uh, I am uh, I was going to say I can kind of feel people losing interest, but what that is is me <laughs> losing interest. Um, ten plus person. things You can feel that, person losing interest. Pardon me? Well, it's, it's you bad can feel if person. I'm losing interest. Um, 10 plus things we're glad millennials ended or ruined. Do you think they ended or ruined the following things? Oh, this is a bit lame. The old, I hate my wife bit, uh, yeah, like a I joke. I heard this. This was making its rounds on the internet. I actually feel good about ruining that as a millennial. Yeah. Those uh, are just like very stupid, like, oh, my ex-wife or my wife or this, you know. I just, I don't know, my wife, Take like my the wife, Al Bundy please. Like joke. the Rodney Dangerfield thing? Take my wife, please. Yeah, or like Al Bundy from Married with Children. I'm like, you know what? We don't need any more of that. I'm done with that. Okay, being an absent father. This was cool. Millennial dads have made dadding cool again. I get, what's wrong with that? I don't know. I, I didn't know that it was uncool. Yeah. The stigma of mental health, depression, and anxiety. I don't know, like... Everybody's like, oh, it's no longer stigmatized. Yes, it is. I don't like, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that people are talking about it, but I'm not sure that talking about it has moved the uh, goalposts as much as people think it has. It's stigmatized in the workplace. It's stigmatized all over the place. Fair enough, but I'll say it's less stigmatized and, and at least talking about it is less stigmatized. Yeah. I'm not saying, I, but I do agree with you. I'm just saying it's less. The, um, the I was going to say the I was going to say the homophobia around homophobia. Um, that has lessened. Oh, yeah, you've just ruined homophobia. <laughs> yeah, I, I, feel, I feel good about ruining homophobia, Jim, as a yes, millennial. Uh, You're welcome. And shunning the LGBT 
community. That is over. That people are no longer doing that, apparently. You haven't seen our text board in a while, have you? Pardon yeah, me? Yeah, boy. Have you seen our text board lately? No, I have not. Yeah, when, 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 but, what happened? Let's, well, I'm just saying, let's just say the shunning of the LGBTQ community uh, has not stopped on our text board. That's okay. for sure. The more fun responses from this poll, millennials killed ironing clothes. Is that true? <laughs> you know, I don't iron, and if something's really wrinkled, I got a little miniature steamer. I got a so, steamer, and or I will put it in the, and it doesn't work. I don't know why I continue to do it. I put it in the dryer under the fluffer thing, the fluffer mode. Yeah. The fluffer mode. A good fluffing. Jim can oh. afford a dryer. Uh, yeah, I got a dryer. I got sorry, I got a washer and a dryer. Tony. Living in sorry those big that. dryer bucks. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I'm not rich enough, like Andre three thousand, to hang out at a laundromat. Uh, crappy chain restaurants. I do. I would be okay killing chain restaurants. Sorry, suburbia. Yeah, yeah, me too. I guess I don't hate them as much as some people, but I don't like. I don't them. think they're crappy. I shouldn't say that, but I would rather go to a mom and pop than to do that. Cigarettes, country clubs, junk food, the lawn care obsession. The lawn care obsession. Um, cable TV and bars of soap. Why? Uh, bars of soap. Has everybody gone to the liquid soap? I guess yeah, everybody has. It's yeah, it's so much wash. better. Bars are awful. Yeah, bars are a bit of a drag. All right. Uh, hey, Jim, just listen to you guys while I'm in the bath. Tell David I miss listening to him overnight, especially he when he had Tony Five on. That's uh, Esther in Montreal. Oh, Esther. Well, Tony Five is often on my podcast if you want to listen to me there, Esther. Yeah. Uh, sounds like I'm going to have a listener, Jim. All right. Uh, Esther, how old is the name Esther? The, the, the way the textbook works, Jim? A, Well, my friend named their daughter Stella, and that was my grandmother's name. And I was like, where are the Stellas? But there was a Stella McCartney. I think there was a supernatural named Stella. Do we have time to play a game? <laughs> yeah, we got a little time. 30 but, uh, seconds. No, 30 seconds. Tony? 30 seconds for a game? You should never put your suitcase on the bed and fight. That's the game? Yeah. Oh. I agree with that. Oh, you didn't suitcases have a game? are disgusting. Yeah, no, suitcases are disgusting. The planes are disgusting. The Jim. wheels of the, yeah, they say yeah. that the wheels, also I wouldn't put it on the bed because if you have bed bugs and then it gets in your suitcase. Oh boy. Um, I'm thinking of a hotel, I guess. That was not the concept of the point. All right, uh, I'm not sure what we accomplished, but I guess we'll talk to you after Thanksgiving. That's right, Jim. All right, thank you very much, David Cooper. Slow News Day is on the way on the iHeartTalk radio network. All right, and here we go. Ten minutes away, the CTV National News with the big story of the evening, the deal for four-day truce. There will be the release of uh, 50 hostages that were taken on October the 7th. There is about 240 hostage, hostages in total, so that it is believed that they are in exchange for about 150 Palestinian uh, prisoners who are women and teenagers. So we'll get definite details on that coming up in about nine minutes time. Tony, what do you have for us on Slow News Day? David Letterman returned to his old theater to be on with Stephen Colbert last night. The standing ovation lasted a while and Dave had a great line ready. 
My guest tonight certainly needs no introduction. Please welcome back to the Ed Sullivan Theater, Mr. David Letterman. Stephen, control your people. This, I, I will I say, this yes. is the most enthusiastic audience I have been near since the night I announced I was quitting. <laughs> wow. And uh, Stephen Colbert had a good question for David Letterman last night after his years on late night TV. What do you miss about it? After all those 4,000 shows, what do you miss most about doing, a sh if there is anything? Oh, I, I miss everything. I mean, mostly, it's fun. Very few things in life provide one the opportunity, and I can't speak for you or to you on this topic, but for me, if you muck one up, 24 hours later, you get to try again. And that's a pretty good device. And then when you do something that you're really proud of, you think, by God, let's do that again. And six, seven years later, you have that experience once more. <laughs> That's really funny because I think a lot of people in this business, I saw one of the morning men in Toronto quote that he must have had the same audio and talk about how uh, he feels the same way. And I think many people who do a job like this doesn't have to be this job kind of feels the same way. Think you screwed it up one night, think that you did it and hey, that was really easy. Why can't it be that easy all the time? And even though you've done it for a long time, maybe in your job you feel the same way where some days you have super doubts like I'll never be able to do it like I used to do it. And other days you're like, oh, it's so easy. I can do this without even trying. And uh, then, you know, you blow your show and it, uh, it wears on you until the next time you have a good show. I think of a lot of people, depending on your profession, if it is, I don't know, performance-oriented, can, uh, can kind of relate to that. So uh, I know I can. So uh, I'll say that's a bit news because Letterman back in the uh, Ed Sullivan Theater, that's a big thing. What else do you have, Tony? On that note, I, I have to mention that it has always been my dream to interview David Letterman. That's 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 the goal. Like, that's why I'm here, Jim. That's why you're Not here. Not to work with you, but so that eventually, somehow, I get that that opportunity to talk to David Letterman. Okay. Hopefully, right. dreams come true. There we go. Two World War II veterans from North Carolina who served together reunited after 76 years. They were discharged on the same day in 1947 and lost touch, but found each other again this summer, and now... Talk on the phone almost every day. Here are Millard Denson, Joe Stroud, and their families. I looked for Joe for 76 years. Oh, he's always talked about it. They just very close to one another. It was like they passed each other. Sure enough, I dialed his number. He said, you and I were in hospital court school together. I knew I had the right one. He was ecstatic. He said, you're never going to believe who called me today. Just a blessing. It was on my bucket list. And now I can dump that bucket and we'll start over. All right, that's pretty cool. I love that story. Those dudes haven't talked to each other. Man, that is really a great story when you think of it, that they haven't been able to uh, meet each other since then. And then uh, they're still alive. That is fantastic. I'm going to say that that is news. Adam Sandler jokingly gets called the Mariah Carey of Hanukkah because 
of his famous The Hanukkah Song. But he told Access Hollywood that he almost didn't even sing it on SNL. Here he is reminiscing about it. If it comes on the radio and I, and I hear it, I get excited. That's still awesome. When I wrote that that week on Saturday Night Live, Roseanne Barr was the host, and they were talking about Roseanne singing it, and she was nice enough to say, no, nah, let Adam do that. That's his, he, he wrote it. That's his song. Uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, everybody knows the Hanukkah song, right? Because uh, I was going to dig it up and play it. I still think I am going to dig it up and play it, but... Uh, I like that story. Let me see. I know I sent it to myself earlier today. I just forgot to load it in my computer thingy here. Uh, where the heck is it? You know, uh, hold on. Uh, Tony, do some talking. There we go. Uh, while we wait for that, New York State troopers, troopers had, no st- had to stop traffic on the Taconic State parkway due to a runaway cow in the area and the cow was giving them a pretty hard time the owner of the cow did advise authorities that they were roping the cows and it wasn't very nice here's the police call from this encounter Uh, that audio was not nearly as bad as I thought it was. Uh, but I also have no idea why anybody would think that that would be a news story to me. Not a news story at all. Uh, not at all. Now, let's get back to me trying to find the audio of... Um, well, uh, when, when I was a kid, uh, th- th- this time of year always always made me feel a little left out because... Uh, uh, in school, there were so many Christmas songs, and play the all us thing? Jewish kids had this song, Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. Let me do this. It's Neil Diamond doing the Hanukkah song. I also love Smokey Robinson is on Cameo, where you can pay somebody. You can pay Smokey Robinson like 500 bucks to say Happy Hanukkah to my mom. Here is Smokey Robinson doing it. I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jarrah. And they want me to wish you happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. I, I thought that was fake when I heard it. What if you, when you spell Hanukkah, C-H-A-N-U-K-A-H, it sounds, it looks like Chinooka. I was contacted by your sons, Jeff and Jarrah, and they want me to wish you Happy Chinooka. I have no idea what Chinooka is, but happy Chinooka <laughs> because they said so. Anyway, God bless you, babe, and enjoy Chinooka. Have a wonderful time. All right, uh, Neil Diamond version is much better than Adam Sandler. We have no more time, right? How many did we get through today? I think it was about four. How many did we have to get through? Eight. Have we ever got through all of them? No. No? No. All right. CTV National News is next. Thanks to Anthony. Good to see you, Anthony. And also thank you to Tony. (laughs) 